Kreische for the Jeshu. Jeshu of the end of the week. Ooh. Uh, except it's not really because um, I work tomorrow. <laughs> Great stuff. Busy week, not over. Twitter the next WeChat. Borders open with Hong Kong and Macau. Workouts done. And still working on podcast number 37 because I do want to get to number 38, which who's it going to be? Friday, February 3rd, 2023. I'm Stephen Serskin. Hope you're doing well, folks. And um, yeah, it's Friday for. Uh, it's Friday. <laughs> I don't. Does it mean anything anymore? I don't, I don't know. Uh, ran into um, uh, the neighbor. Well, one of the neighbors uh, across, not real neighbor, he's a different building, but uh, he's the guy who went to France for a couple weeks, uh, a couple months ago, just as all the COVID stuff was sort of wrapping up, like that transition period that you remember was completely mafanla, completely troublesome for everybody. And uh, <laughs> I forgot that Paris is actually going to host the Summer Olympics next year, so 2024. And... He had nothing nice to say about Paris. He's, like, I, I, I kind of was joking around. I'm like, yeah, you left. And like all of a sudden the city erupts in protests again. He's like, yeah, it's been going on forever. <laughs> Which is very true. I've heard this from more, more than one French person uh, before. And everybody who's gone to Paris has said they, they just they riot and they protest all the time. Why, it's almost like why is that stuff even hit the news, line, news headlines anymore, right? But he was, he was actually sort of... Um, so some of the things that he was saying, it was kind of weird because he's like, for a, a city that's going to be hosting the um, the Olympics uh, coming forward, uh, and this, keep this in mind with the criticisms of China as the approach to the Olympics uh, was happening. I remember back in 2008, they were criticizing the, the partial construction of things like that, the pollution, uh, some of the, uh, the, the visa entrances and stuff like that. Now, he was talking about uh, some of the drug problems that are ha- happening on uh, the streets of Paris. And he was, he was sort of pointed to the fact that like there's these immigrants who've come in. Uh, no, is, are they all immigrants? Who knows where they're coming from? I mean, are they like from Germany? <laughs> like, is it across the border sort of thing? Um, or is it from other places? And they're all selling drugs right on the main drag of, of Paris. And uh, the Champs-Élysées, I guess. Or other main thoroughfares as well so he he expressed some concern and it was we sort of agreed that uh the life here in china like you don't feel threatened very much like you don't feel as if you're unsafe now i I think i'm not sure if he travels much around the country for his job i know he know i know his company and some of the people that he works with they do and he has people come see him in Beijing, and we, like we, uh, my uh, the company I work for, we used to travel throughout uh, China as well, but in a very isolated manner. Like it was never like we used to prior to COVID. Uh, it was sort of like a grand freedom to be able to go to these different cities and um, you know try out different foods and take a quick look around and stuff like that. Never really felt unsafe, right? Now, I've heard different stories, and I've heard from longtime expats that things have changed, especially with COVID. They, there was a pushback against foreigners in this country. It didn't matter uh, the color. It didn't matter where they were from. Um, it, 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 that's where your white privilege argument was coming up. Like This was at the time, same with BLM, like Black Lives Matter. Uh, that, was a, that was huge because that, that just reverberated throughout the whole uh, country. 
uh, throughout the whole world, but then it seeped into here where people were talking about like the you know the foreigner, but they weren't really qualified. They weren't saying who the foreigner was, especially with the COVID reports of like you know the seventeen foreigners te- tested positive. Whoa, 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 foreigners from where? Oh, well, the, from the UK. Oh, they're returning students from China. You kind of forgot to mention that. Put that in the headline, please. I mean, you know, make things a little bit clearer. All this being said, there was never really a threat. Uh, for most times, like the only time I remember actually being threatened in uh, in China was actually in Xinjiang, in I think it was Urumuchi, I think it was. And I've told this story before. So that was the only time like I really sort of ran into any sort of issues. I'm like, eesh, this is kind of trouble. This is, did not expect this to happen. Other than that, I mean, usually, if anything, uh, on the downside, a lot of people just mind their own business. I, maybe they're not minding their own business, but they're just so caught up in their own business that they're not seeing, they're not taking stock of anything else. There used to be a time when, as a foreigner, you get pictures taken of you all the time. Now, that doesn't happen either. <laughs> the government set up a selfie cam for everybody. <laughs> All right, uh, but uh, uh, so he was saying that uh, you know in China and in the neighborhood that we live in in the this uh, district, the Chaoyan district especially, it's very I mean it's all embassies, it's heavily policed up and military all over the place and stuff like that. This is a very it's a bad example of what China is. It's a bad example of like how safe China is because. It's an exception. <laughs> it is not the true, if you get on a train and get off in the next town sort of thing, uh, you might have a very different experience. You might not. I mean, they might not. They might wonder, like, what the, did the foreigner get off at the wrong stop sort of thing? Like, that. that's where why, That's where the conversation will start. Like, uh, why? what are you doing here? <laughs> why are you here? <laughs> we have to be here. We were born here. Why are you here? <laughs> um, but... Um, so sort of review, and you, you see the headlines, and I don't know, I've, I've heard things going on in the states, but, okay, some of the states, I mean, I see the headlines, you see the natural disasters, you talk to some people, but at the same time, life must be continuing on in the vast majority parts of the uh, of the country, right? Canada, again, it's like, um, I hear stories, but it hasn't really gotten too bad. Canada's sort of quietened down in, in terms of its... Um, newsworthy protests and stuff like that. There's not too much going on, mostly because it's dominated by the U.S. anyway, um, the news media, that is. Um, But also the other thing we were talking about was inflation and how that costs in Paris have just gone through the roof, literally. And there's actually some, there's at least one or two podcasts, I've heard this on finance podcasts, that said that this isn't, like this inflation thing, Although it seems very shocking, this has been suppressed for decades. And so this is like more of a, a, a reversion to the mean, a return to the mean, rather than like some extraordinary event. What was extraordinary was cheap money for so long. Uh, I mean, I'm going to miss the 0% credit card financing as well. But I mean, I'm outside of Canada. I can't get, and to get a credit card here in China is kind of t- difficult. You can, but you have to deposit, you have to put up a cash collateral. So you put down 20000 at the bank, they keep it, they pay you interest on it, but then you only can spend up to 20000 So this is renminbi, by the way, uh, and, and you have to pay that off every month or else, like, they, they tr- not just charge you exorbitant interest rates, but, like, they start calling you sort of thing. It, not like MasterCard or, or Visa. They're like, yeah, you know, it's okay. We'll ding your credit rating, we'll charge you the interest, but you know what? 
it's okay. We'll even increase your limit. <laughs> like, how generous of you guys, right? You'll you'll increase the limit so the interest uh, can keep on accumulating faster and higher. Uh, but uh, all that being said, it's a busy week, uh, and he's saying that um, work is pretty much back to normal for him. And so we're seeing that too here. I mean, we're not going to be traveling anytime soon. We're not going to be traveling ever again. That, that that part of the job is pretty much all but gone. It's hard to even see how it would ever return to that. Like, what would it take for a face-to-face sort of meeting to happen again, uh, particularly in the ESL industry, where you don't need to? Like, if we're not working at universities, we don't need to be, especially the amount of savings that's going on. Now, one problem that's happened, and this is, uh, I'm seeing that there's been sort of tweets about this on Twitter as well, is that the expat population has been drawn down so much that there are sort of a lack there's not a lack there just aren't as many people and you kind of get the sense that companies are starting to tread a little bit more lightly with some of the things that they say and like what they do and basically they don't want to lose you (laughs) now they're not trying to give you all the perks in the world to come and work here but at the same time, they're not trying to be as sort of um, uh, d- demanding of your time, I guess you can say. Uh, basically, a lot of the demand of your time is because you can make more money, right? Like if you do extra work, you, you will make more money. So it's purely a selfish money grab uh, of an effort. It's not really like the company has much, like they're an agency of sorts. So it's like they're just feeding clients to you basically if you want to eat you eat you don't want to eat well that's going to show up in your paycheck later on right how long is this sustainable i don't know i mean hey but i've tried to automate myself before it still hasn't worked i have posted more videos on my language vlog which have received very few views so if you want to go support me go look at my language vlog actually that language vlog i mean the reason why it's sort of lacking in terms of attention right now is because uh, I am very much focusing on just producing a lot more content for it, you know, just getting things set up for so like in a year, like I've had that thing going on for almost a year, but within a year, I'd like to have like a thousand videos on that site. So I'm more concerned about just generating something that I can look at within a, a years from now and then start working on breaking it down a little bit further sort of thing, like getting into the nitty gritty. All that's saying, I saw one two, uh, one tweet out there, Shanghai, less than 100,000 foreigners, don't know the exact numbers, but uh, people are moving to Singapore, basically, you get all, the, you get all the, the hot, all the hot weather you want, the increased prices, none of the, well, some of the pollution, you're closer to Malaysia, uh, you're an international hub, heat beyond belief, and all the Chinese characteristics that you like, apparently it's a lot of Chinese families that are moving out there too, so, because they're like, yeah, you know what? Hong Kong didn't work out. We're going to go to Singapore. Kind of scary, actually, because uh, what happens if, um, you know, there is another war of, like, protecting the peoples, uh, our peoples, protecting the homeland peoples, you know, and they that long arm reaches. Not sure if it'll happen there. Also heard about Vietnam. Vietnam being another place that a lot of people are talking about these days. Uh, so if you're looking out, like, if you're over, if you're not in Beijing, <laughs> if you're an expat or you're not an expat or you want, if you're wondering, like, how is the expat life right now? Um, those are the places that are being talked about. Vietnam in particular. Uh, Singapore. 
Um, there's not so many places in Africa being spoken about, but China does have a lot of investment there. So a lot of Chinese people, um, like you, you sort of hear it come up in conversation more than just occasionally sort of thing, right? Not that I have many conversations with very different people. I told this guy this morning, I'm like, I think you're the only one I've seen in person, like that I talk to late for a long time. <laughs> I have been taking classes online. I had a couple language language class today as well, um, studying an East Slavic language, of course. Uh, and then uh, the also, I mean, with my Chinese classes, they're all online as well. So I see, I see three or four different teachers a week, and I talk to them, and I talk to them about being in China and stuff like that. It's just that they, uh, it's all computer. So actually talking to people actually is a bit of an inconvenience because it's like, excuse me. I have to go back to my apartment and set up a computer so I can talk into it for the next eight hours. And then I have to do my homework so I can do another hour conversation with another computer. <laughs> oh, meta. How is this? The future is here. You know, they used to talk about the wonders of computers and how it was going to make our lives so much easier to connect everybody. We have it. Aren't you happy with it? Speaking of being happy with technology, Twitter, the next WeChat. What do you think? Is it possible? Um, yeah, actually, I. It it will be built. Whether or not it's uh, it receives the same uptake as WeChat does, because keep in mind WeChat and Alipay, but WeChat especially, what came of age right at the time when like um the internet was really getting a lot better in in china there was a huge push for international students there was a lot more push to send students to university um it's huge i mean there was a huge modernization push over the last 10 15 years wechat grew up in the middle of that like 2012 2013 sort of thing right so uh, it became a thing because cell phone uh, penetration in, in China became huge. Like by, by 2012, 2013, everybody had a cell phone, but they all had text numbers, which was stupidly expensive, so you wouldn't want to do that. Why do that when you can have a software program? And since, I don't know, Facebook, MSN Messenger, those things weren't available, I mean, it was right for a Chinese to, company to pick it off and develop their own, take all the best coding parts, I mean, all the best parts of each of those things and put them into one program. I mean, it's just ones and zeros, isn't it? I, mean, I don't know what language is WeChat coded in. I have no idea. Could Elon Musk make Twitter into WeChat? Yes, he can, but whether or not people will use it, because unlike in China, in a lot of the Western parts, a lot of Western countries, the United States in particular, Canada as, uh, as well, you're not going to count. You're not going to tell me what to do. You're not tracking me, but I want to use your service for free. I'm, you're not going to charge me for your service, and you can't disclose my information. So it's like they want. I know it's it's bizarre. It, you think of it that way. It's like wait a minute. So you're going to use a, a service. Uh, you're not going to pay for it. Um, you don't want them to track your credit card usage or your phone number. You don't want them to track their your IP address so they could like tell you about what's going on in that area. 
Um, you don't want them to be giving away your information because if you do something that's against the law, uh, or, you know, of course, laws can change and money changes those as well. I, I get it. But uh, so, but you don't you want all the benefits, but you don't want the cost. Hmm, interesting. Oh, and if someone else comes along with a better idea, you're going to hate him because he has the money to do it. Yeah. See, they don't do that in China. They they don't have that same sort of like you can't tell me what to do sort of thing. Uh, it's 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 funny, but it's also not funny. So whether or not Twitter actually is able to. Um, basically what Twitter has to do, I mean, it's got the, the tweet function, right? So the, 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 the yelling into the void. Okay. That's number one. Now WeChat, you can't yell into the void. You can only yell to your friends, your friends circle, right? You can't, you can post videos for public usage, but a lot of your, uh, you can make your, your channel available for everybody to see, but not everybody who sees your channel will see the interactions with your channel right? So they, they might not see all the comments, like on your personal feed, they'll, you can reply to someone. And the person sitting beside you won't be able to see that response, because they are not friends with the person who posted the, the post who made the post in the first place, right? Uh, there are public articles that you can make, of course, that everyone can uh, take part in, you can even click on those and take a look at the different profiles and stuff like that. But again, it depends on the restrictions. So in that sense, WeChat, WeChat does actually control personal information a little bit more in terms of outward facing now on the back end, like where the where that information is being stored and who has permission to go through it. That's a very good question. Um, I think we all know the answer to that, one, to tell you the truth. At least who they could subpoena to get that information, I guess, is the point, right? Uh, but so Twitter has... Uh, the yell into the void it has the media, like the videos, the uh, pictures, uh, the audios as well. You can do uh, group um, get-togethers and stuff like that. Uh, it does not have a currency feature, which is what WeChat has. But WeChat, WeChat doesn't have a currency. WeChat connects your bank card to a Q and creates a QR code that these QR code scanners can use. It's attached to your credit card or your your bank account. It's either a cash or credit card that you're using anyway. So. You know, if you wanted to to be perfectly clear, it's primarily cash. Cash is still king in China because that is what is bankrolling WeChat and Alipay. They're not borrowing that money. And like and Westerners love their credit. <laughs> oh, man, you get a credit card, you spend. I'll pay it back later. You don't think about the interest charges and stuff like that. Nah, you don't. WeChat... You look at your bank balance, and you want to make sure you have an internet connection to pay. That's it. So if Twitter can integrate a banking function, a trusted, it doesn't even have to be a trusted banking function, just a a function wherein you can connect your bank account, have the app create a QR code temporary for it to be scanned by one of those multitude of um, software, Apple Pay, G Pay, name it, pay, whatever, right? I mean, Apple and Google have it. Why not Twitter? It doesn't have to be a, a Bitcoin or a blockchain whatevers. I mean, it's it got to be something like that. Finally, the last thing that Twitter needs to do, it has to have better emojis. It's too celebrity. It's not, it's not, it's not. Like on WeChat, you have the completely not safe for work stuff, and please, please delete that immediately because they they are watching. <laughs> but 
you have those. Then you have the cute ones, like the guy with the question mark above his head going, ow. You know, that's things like that. The little dancing multicolored man, fantastic, right? Twitter doesn't have it. These are all customized. You can uh, build your own uh, GIFs, GIFs, and, and post them into there without like having to like pay for them you can and there's lots of cute ones of course and there's time seasonal ones for spring festival christmas you name it all the good stuff so twitter does that gets away from like the celebritification the famousification of the emojis and instead focuses on some creative artwork instead like by you know multicolored dancing man happy dancing man sort of thing or uh you know the man crying in bed sort of thing that you know he's not getting paid enough or something right things like that right anyway so that twitter the next wechat possible whether it's going to be uptaken the same way in china don't know border is open with hk in hong kong and macau no reports of any virus uh, no COVID test either, so this is good. Apparently and hopefully, Hong Kong is going to start um, offering some uh, major discounts to us mainlanding, mainlanding based, mainland based people uh, to attract us. Even though I've already been attracted, and I'm pretty much going to Hong Kong at the first weekend of uh, April. Um, so the, the idea, hopefully, is that we can find a, a decent priced hotel as well. And uh, I don't know how long I'm going to stay. I don't know how long I'm going to stay there for. Like it's. I have it in mind to go down on the Friday, stay there the weekend, maybe one or two days more than back on the Wednesday. So that's like I'm missing how much, How are we still going to be busy at that time? Good question. I don't know. This is this is sort of the big up in the air sort of uh, dealio that uh, got to figure out. And the workouts. Well, I got those done. Uh, I was actually pleasantly surprised by my... Uh, runs today. So I've told you guys about this. Uh, I know I'm running over today, but uh, bear with me. Because if you are thinking about running uh, and you are into it at all, or if, <laughs> if you're thinking about not running <laughs> and you're like, Steve, I hate running. I, I do too, actually, to tell you the truth. I, I don't particularly enjoy running so much, um, mainly because it's it's very hard. Like It's difficult. You get tired very easily. Uh, but uh, Outdoor running, I did 4.4 miles. Okay, part of that was walking, though. Uh, so four miles, I was impressed. So first mile, 932. Second mile, 852. Third mile, 901. And fourth mile, 837. So I tried two different methods of running. One on the, the first lap was done on the midfoot, and the second lap was done on the heels. And then third and fourth were combinations of those. And again, like this is, these are very good times. And this is actually a very good time overall uh, for, uh, for my running. And so my point with all this and telling you this and keeping you a little bit longer, these weights that I've got, like if you're going to start running, I, it, it almost seems like a very good idea to do some strength, ex- like strengthening exercises for your hip flexors, for your hips. Um, and of course your calves and everything like do some, not just squats. Like people say, do your squats. I'm saying you got to work all those little muscles around your legs, around your joints, around your knees, around your ankles, your calves, the front, the, the, uh, the tibia, whatever it is, uh, in front there as well, your hip flexors. It, it, cause it just works. I mean, it, it, all of a sudden I'm running with a lot less effort and everything. Um, the other thing that I've noticed that if I just go for a walk waiting with those weighted ankle weights, with those ankle weights the next day run is apparently a lot easier. So this is fantastic. And in preparation for the 4x4x48, 
which is one month away, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, if you don't like running, it's one thing you can consider. Do your leg exercises like uh, the women from the 19, early 1990s when there's spandex and everything, you know. Those uh, workout, those joint workout uh, commercials or infomercials or programs, uh, which have all just moved on to Instagram now and have feature yoga pants instead, and far younger women. <laughs> uh, yeah, turn on your favorite, not turn on, but yeah, open up, turn on your favorite social media influencer, put on your ankle weights and lift those legs to improve your uh, running times. Okay, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Show notes and tracks. And vids available up on my website, stephenstrisky.com. Thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for joining me. And uh, have a great weekend. If you have the weekend off, that's awesome. Enjoy it. Rest and relax. Uh, spring is around the corner in um, in Beijing. Uh, a deathly winter has gripped the prairies of Canada. <laughs> like minus 45 with the wind chill. Sending warmth through the audio files. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.